0: Hello everyone and welcome to Ghost Spider Groupies, a podcast dedicated to Gwen Stacy of Earth 65, also known as Spider Gwen and Ghost Spider, where we review her comics, discuss news, and give her opinions about all things Gwen 65. I'm Abigail. And I'm Kurt. Yeah, we, we, what we want this to be is a, is a newbie-friendly intro
1: to uh, reading uh, Gwen's comics, uh, comics generally, I guess, and um, we want to do it uh, dedicated to Spider-Gwen, Go Spider Gwen, Ghost Spider, even in the in her later comics. Um, where we mainly review her her, her solo title, um, so that's everything from Edge of Spider Verse number two, uh, all the way through to Ghost Spider and Gwen and Versus Carnage. Um we're, we want to do it as like listeners and hosts. So if you, as listeners, send in your thoughts uh, about each arc. Before we do it week on week, then we can sort of discuss all our opinions together in that episode, um, and we'll also include in the in the description in the notes, uh, you know, what uh, a link to just a, a quick post uh, going through Gwen's reading list uh, or bibliography, uh, as as well as a, a couple of links on where to look uh, to buy her books if you want to do that. Um, but it's, uh, it's it's best. Uh, to to read uh, this episode's uh, comic, we're just going to do her debut issue, Edge of Spider Verse number two, uh, also reprinted as, as Spider Gwen number zero. For listening to the rest of this episode, um, because w- what we're going to do is we're going to discuss that, um, and uh, there's going to be spoilers. So yeah, you don't want to you don't want to if if you haven't read it, um, yeah, do read the comic before continuing on.
0: So to give a little bit of background on Edge of Spider Verse number two. This is part of the Edge of Spider-Verse miniseries, a slash anthology which featured different writing teams and uh, different artists writing different spider totems for Dan Slott's uh, Spider-Verse event back in 2014. And which was later reprinted as Spider Gwen number zero, like with the script included. And creative team is composed of Jason Latour, Robbie Rodriguez, and Rico Renzi. Yeah, uh,
1: we we do want to be a, a bit upfront. Uh, Jason Latour uh, has a lot of um, outstanding allegations against him. Uh, where he did uh, leverage his position, um, or at least allegedly did uh, leverage his position um, as as a Marvel writer, as the as the creator of Spider Gwen, in, in in wholly inappropriate ways, and uh, it's important to note that he is not working for Marvel anymore as a result of this. It's uh, so I, we didn't want to rehabilitate his image in any way by making the series. He, it's not not great, um, but we do really love this character, and we do really want to talk about it. So. Um, yeah, we've made this podcast. We're going to go through uh, these comics. We'll go through all of them. We'll, we'll go through the ones made by it, better creators as well. So um, that that's uh, that's good.
0: So, like, what this whole shtick is about is basically what if uh, Gwen Stacy instead of Peter Parker was the one bitten by the radioactive spider? Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and they, they, they start off uh, with that premise. Uh, what we're going to do now is uh, go through that first issue. We're going to go through from from the sort of first opening scene. Um, and work our way through the comic and, and what our thoughts are on it. And uh, we'll, we'll wrap up after that. We'll talk about some of the cool things. It's uh, It immediately starts out with, uh, with the Mary Janes doing uh, Face It Tiger, which is a line from the classic Mary Janes first appearance. She yep. starts out For,
0: yeah. Like first scene in Amazing Spider-Man number 42, once Peter opens the door up on her.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually not fond of of tiger just being this constant nickname used by mary jane but i i really like it used as a as a song uh here it's um in fact if um if you look it up it's on youtube uh, an, an indie rock band uh, collaborated uh with with marvel to to produce like a two minute um song uh rendition of face it tiger using the lyrics from uh from from this comic which is which is really neat and it sounds good as well um it's uh as short as it is, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it sort of focuses in on, um, on Gwen, like it, it, and, uh, it goes into like this flashback sequence. And like the thing to note with Gwen's comics is there isn't like an origin issue. Like this is her debut issue, but it's done as if it's in the middle of an ongoing story arc. So it's, it's got a previously in Spider woman page. And, uh, for this comic and her spider verse appearances, um, this was the closest thing we had to an origin, I guess, for Spider
0: Gwen. Um, yeah, you've we're got... treated to a yeah a two page spread about like what how she was bitten by the radioactive spider and sort of like her Uncle Ben moment, where like learns that um, with great power comes great responsibility, but she had to learn it like in a tougher way. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. I think like right off the bat, I, I, it was a good decision to kill off Peter Parker here because uh, he he tends to suck the oxygen out of. Any Spider Verse related project when he's on panel, and and he's this universe is the lizard. As I'm sure even people uh, vaguely familiar with the comics know, he he's he he dies uh, after becoming the lizard, and uh, and that serves as this catalyst for this manhunt. Uh, Gwen gets the blame, and like this particular aspect to the story, I've, I've got to say it gets fleshed out more in the ongoing series that's further down the line, but here it does very much appear as. Gwen's being hunted for for Peter dying after becoming the lizard. Like she she gets the blame, um, and she's got it. She's got to deal with the consequences of that. There's also a little bit where um, like initially, a lot like Peter, she starts out using her powers frivolously. Like P- Peter goes into like wrestling matches, but but Gwen here plays the drums upside down as Spider Woman on 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 uh, live television instead, and that that was her um. I guess um, I don't know. It's like the selfish pursuit that she went after before she started taking it a bit more seriously. Um, after listening to her, her dad here in these panels, there was also another thing. There's um, there's a picture of Times Square, and um, this is Earth 65, so it's a bit different. But you get to see some uh, some other things uh, going on, like all these different corporations, including uh, Janet Van Dyne, who um, who only ever gets referenced in, in like text and stuff. But but you can actually see that she's uh she's got her Wasp perfume brand there and. Uh, among other other corporations belonging to Marvel characters that um, have like background roles, I guess in sixty-five and it's sort of politics and stuff. Like Stark Industries uh, is, is is wildly different in this than in like the Prime Universe, and that that comes up a bit. Um, but yeah, and
0: then, and then there's also uh, Hammer Industries, which still st- serves as a Stark's rival, and of course like on Energy, which seems like a pretty big staple in the Marvel Universe. There. This energy and oil company that's like almost everywhere causing trouble. Yeah, that's
1: that's that's the default evil corporation in Marvel Comics. I think at this point, it's, uh, yeah. Um, I, one of the interesting things with this is it's not um, yeah, uh, not Uncle Ben at all. Uh, forgive me if I've already if we've already mentioned this, but uh, yeah, it's not Uncle Ben at all who actually gets to to us the uh, great power comes great responsibility message. It's it's Jameson at a anti-Spider Woman news conference where he goes um, those like her must learn that with their great power comes an even greater responsibility um, and that's sort of um, that that's her moment where it's Peter's death is is where she decides to use her her powers more responsibly and then it cuts back to the band practice I guess um, and um, th- there's a lot of tension
0: there. Get like I, a Gwen's beating on her drums too much and then Glory has to be the one to snap her out of it.
1: Yeah, with the with the deaf leopard pun as well. I like that. Um but yeah, it's uh it, yeah, for for sure there's a lot of tension with the band. Throughout this series, throughout future series, uh there's there's definitely a, a push and pull between uh Gwen's uh angst over being uh, a superhero and her band who who want to play music. So yeah, it's uh it's not something she has anybody to tell about, and that's a really important thing to note. That I'd say for for this issue, for the miniseries, and for most of Gwen's run, um, that there is this. Um, she really has very few allies in terms of who she can talk to about a lot of this uh, internal struggle, um, which which I guess is continued a bit on this uh, next page where she wants to she wants to call this. Um, is it is it the hotline she's trying to call in in the next scene? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it and...
0: Oh, no, she's just uh, listening to music, but... Uh, she
1: has a number dialed into her phone there.
0: Oh, it's um, Captain Stacy's number
1: ah i see all right okay so it's not i I got ahead of myself that it's not the stop the spider woman number um but yeah so she she wants to talk to people about her issues and her problems um and you have this sort of like internal internal dialogue i guess all these secrets all these things i can't say and she's she's never really able to to reconcile with with peter i guess at this point because he's um well he's dead so um yeah so it's, it's a rough situation and there's um there's a bit of dramatic irony in the next scene where where she does call her dad and she has this conversation with him where like she's dressed around as Spider Woman going around being Spider Woman, I guess, but he's not. yeah he he's he's also hunting and searching for her, I guess, but they're having a conversation about like just their general personal lives, um which which is a really interesting dynamic, which we don't get very much of. Like, I think it's only this scene. Yeah, it's only this scene. This is the only scene. Uh, where we get this particular dynamic where Captain Stacy doesn't know that Gwen is 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 Spider Woman, and
0: and uh, George has to uh, remind her that she's not in the high school anymore. She should just focus on college, pick her own major. But she says that like she's really into music that that she's all she ever cares about.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's a, it's a weird. She's sort of in a like a weird limbo, I guess, between having finished school, but but not really committed to college. And yeah, it's uh like her her education takes a backseat in this run I guess it it doesn't come up until until later stuff um but yeah it's it's um it is def- definitely that the the that he he wants her to to have a normal life and, and do normal things but i guess music here is a placeholder for beating up um supervillains i guess um, and then the next scene is a is a bit edgier i guess that's the altercation with the police at the train station and yeah, this is I I I think this is aged well. Um but basically there's there is a, a little bit of um a, a, I don't know, I don't want to say anti-police, but definitely more of a, a like like a, an awareness of of how cops work, I guess in, in in America. He he uh tries to arrest her but sort of gets ahead of himself and just starts shooting. Um Yeah, cuz like he thinks
0: Gwen looks suspicious, like he thinks he has to stop her.
1: Yeah. Yeah and and then she makes uh she she embarrasses him for sure um but she's she's definitely angry um about it that's for sure um I, as she should be but yeah it's uh she even she demonstrates a little bit of knowledge of uh i guess how police procedure works uh, she actually calls it in and so that so that they find him stuck up against the pillar i i guess i, I think that's what's happening there but yeah that that's a really interesting dynamic and this it's then called back to a bit later on. It's, um, it's a key moment, I guess. Um, so there's, there's immediate, I guess, pressure on all fronts. Like Gwen, Gwen fights, I'd say in, in this run, the cops, as much as she does fight regular criminals or supervillains, I suppose that they're, they're a constant threat. And, uh, she, she throws this, uh, this last line at him. Yeah. Well, looks never killed anybody, pal. And, um, then she has to run off from the rest of his backup coming along to capture her, I guess. And then we've got, um, I, I, I guess, um, Matt Murdock and uh, and Rhino on Earth sixty five are, are quite a bit different. Rhino, aesthetically at least, is is strangely he's not a rhino in this. He's not he's not a rhino person. He's not a dude in a rhino suit.
0: No, he's just a regular gangster, like gangster
1: looking type. Yeah, he's he's a. Uh, I think I think they want him to look like a meta human. Like he's clearly got super strength uh you know we can see he goes toe to toe with gwen later on and and other people in this run um and and he's clearly got i i guess like toughened skin but it's never explicitly stated whether or not like he's uh genetically altered or or a mutant or whatever um it's just sort of i guess left to our imaginations
0: um and uh, Matt Murdock of uh, this universe, like he's still similar to his uh six one six counterpart in that he's still a lawyer, but. The way he's presented here is a uh, we could say a little bit amoral because um, he's asking the rhino to like eliminate Captain Stacy as a way of getting Gwen over to his side.
1: Yeah, and, and this is interesting because like he's not he's not actually trying to like harm Gwen. Like he doesn't know Captain Stacy is 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 her father. Like this isn't some way of getting at her. He thinks he can appease her uh perhaps he, he's he's bought like the media narrative that um she, she's she's a bit more criminal than what she actually is um but for sure he's he's got a, an agenda that that remains consistent throughout the series and he he's this sort of antagonist who's scheming in that sense he's not yeah he's de- he's definitely he's definitely not not as nice as matt six one six that's for sure he's he's a piece of work <laughs> um so yeah he's a fun character though Character, but that's his first appearance there as well, and we get to see a lot of him, I suppose. So that's cool. We also get um, the gig with the Mary Janes. Yep, yeah, we, get, we get some good characterizations for the for them. Where uh, where once they realize they can't play with percussion, like they're just more resolved, you know, how are we going to play without percussion? Loud as hell, I love that, it's a great line.
0: And then Gwen just comes in uh, backstage trying to sneak in, uh, rushing to a uh, change into her um civvies.
1: Yeah, she's um, yeah, she's always late. I, I think that that's remained fairly consistent is is she is always just late to everything which is which is fair I think that's a that's a, that's a good spider staple being late um
0: like, I think that was more consistent with Parker luck but yeah
1: for sure yeah and uh this this is interesting because um th- this is also the setting for the fight scene between Rhino and uh Rhino and captain stacy um he he attacks Captain Stacy here who's who's obviously just there to observe and uh manages to hold him off long enough for Gwen to then get changed back into her spider clothes it, it's there's only four panels between it but but she she gets changed that quick and and they have this sort of brawl where Rhino is
0: yeah like, sorry yeah like um he doesn't understand like uh, why is she uh defending Captain Stacy like he thought he was um like Rhino was there like uh, he thought he was there to help because like uh, yeah he was sent to take out Captain Stacy for Gwen. Yeah, yeah. He he
1: he doesn't uh, appreciate the gravity of the situation. Like Gwen's definitely playing for keeps here, whereas Rhino's just there. He's just messing about, being being a creep. Um, and then there's this like uh, I really like these panels here where um it's it's just Gwen's like reaction as she's stuck in his like really like in his crush, like in his uh, bear hug. Yeah, in his like awful bear hug, and it's like his laughter, like ha ha ha, against like a, a black background with just her face, and and then her drumming, and then she brings it back, and and there's this sort of like I guess, because this Gwen isn't a ballerina like into the Spider Verse Gwen, uh, she's she's uh, she's much more uh, rough around the edges, and she has sort of this brawly moment where she just like it's her beats fight him or down. flight instinct. For sure, yeah, and then and then there's this whole move where she pins him up against a wall using spiderwebs, and then just punches his face through it. Like takes puts her fist against his face, and then and then just punches the whole rhino full through. Well, I suppose he's not called rhino at this point; he's still called Alexei. Uh, fully through the uh the wall, um, which leaves him with and if you look later on in the panels, it leaves him with a bump big enough on his head to constitute Rhino 65's version of the rhino horn that we see on other on other rhinos from other universes which I've always found to be just just be the wildest origin story for him to be called the rhino is it's it's a bump on his head from when he got punched in the face
0: um because like unlike the other rhinos like this one doesn't wear a, su- a suit of rhino armor or
1: yeah he's he's a uh, yeah he's just he's just trying to yeah. Yeah. Bare Knuckles, I guess. Bare Knuckles. Um,
0: yeah, or some other cases like where he turned into a giant rhino mutant person. Like, I'm looking at you, Ultimate Spider-Man and Marvel Spider-Man. Yeah. no, I, 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 do, I do find the classic guy
1: who got super glued inside a rhino suit to be the most compelling version of the rhino. There's, there's a lot of um, angst to be explored from that scenario. Um, yeah. It's wild. But yeah, and this is a this is a cool Rhino concept. I do like it, and I, and the designs they use are very uh very interesting. They're very sort of like different music sub genres. The sort of um, pull from for different uh, villains and stuff. And uh, the mm-hmm. Rhino's got sort of um he's, he's got more of a rocker look, I guess. Um, I don't know. I'm using the wrong term. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not with it like the kids. Um, like Thug. What's that? Like T H U G. I guess yeah, um, yeah. No, that's that's about right. He's yeah, he's got a vibe. It's, it's definitely some concerts that that you'd see somebody who looks fairly like him at. And then you have a, a parallel instance where once again, uh, Gwen has a cop who's pulling a gun on her to try and arrest her. But this time it's not a nervous uh, subway cop. It's it's her it's her dad, Captain Stacy, who has recovered from nearly getting beaten to death by the rhino, I guess, um, and is. And then- uh,
0: yeah. Gwen thinks the only solution to get her dad to stand down is uh, to unmask herself to him and trying to convince him that why she feels like she has to take on the responsibility of being a superhero. Yeah. And and this is
1: this is a big moment because like this is a big status quo change for Gwen like and we've had very little of like this previous status quo because again like we've like jumped into it I suppose. But yeah, this is this is huge in in terms of implications for her because now he he's running this huge investigation against her. But he now also knows that it's his daughter, and he has this crucial moment where he has to decide then to bring in, uh, bring her in, and uh, she does this whole spiel, spiel. Sorry, um, where uh, she she says that she has to take responsibility for Peter's death to make it mean something, but she can't do that if she's in prison, and uh, she she wants to redefine it, I guess, in a way which people like uh, the Rhino would do for her if she let them like he would have hurt captain stacy no doubt if if she hadn't interfered there and and uh, no doubt she would have shared some of the blame further for that from the police we close out on this last page as well now where uh, he he does let her go he looks proper beaten like like his face is almost melting I guess. Maybe that's Robbie Rodriguez's art style. but Yeah, like, it looks uh, like
0: he has a defeated look.
1: Super defeated. He's had a hard time of it. And um, she puts the mask back on and swings off.
0: And then, like, unbeknownst to uh, both of them, like, there's this other spider totem called Spider UK talking to himself, saying that Gwen's going to make a fine candidate for whatever uh, he needs her for.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's... Um... so so like uh like we said earlier these these were all um these were all part of this the dan slot spider verse event and spider this is technically spider uk who does appear in a fair few comics after this point uh not not in spider goins admittedly this is his first appearance um you know he he was created for for this comic by uh by by the the art the, the creative team on this and um yeah he he's um yeah, he, he does he does I guess he, he does come up later in the solo title, but but nothing nothing major I guess. Um, yeah, so that's that's Edge of Spider Verse number two or Spider Gwen number zero. We did mention that um, in the Spider Gwen number zero reprint, they didn't just they didn't just reprint like the comic. They reprinted it with a script, which like I, I don't know how close this is to the first draft or the final draft but it's what they've put with it and there's there was some changes into it uh, in it which which i thought were interesting to do with how how they did present the police because because like the first line uh, not the first line even second line in this uh in this script is uh, somewhere in the shot let's get a clear view of a security camera i'd like to imply that there's a light police state at play and uh
0: he says it's not watchmen but in a few years it could be
1: yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting. And there's a couple of other things like uh, there's, there's a line about her dad being a cop being a, being like a, like an, in a, in a negative way in the script. And there's also um, a school resource officer, which was supposed to appear in the flashback sequence. They don't appear there. I just, this is a trivia thing. I just thought it was really interesting that there, there was, there was definitely more of, um I think a, a, an anti-police edge in the script than, than what there was in the final product there. It was uh, a, an interesting um, exclusion. I suppose. Um, although, yeah, no, the police absolutely still do uh, play sort of villains for going in the in the rest of the run.
0: And the other strange thing about this script is like she alternates back and forth of being called Spider Woman and Spider Girl. Yeah, that's that's another thing. Like her like
1: origin bit. Yeah, she's referred to as Spider Girl. Yeah, that's um that's another aspect to it. Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting bit of trivia because they never do actually refer to her as Spider Girl. Um, at any point, actually, on that note. Um she isn't called Spider Gwen in the comic yet. As far as the people of Earth sixty five are concerned, she is she is Spider Woman. And I think Spider Gwen gets its first canonical mentions in Spider-Verse adjacent stories where there are multiple Spider Women and to distinguish Gwen she ends up getting called Spider Gwen as um as she is known editorially. Um but, but even the gutter text in that uh that splash page previously in Spider Woman uh, like it's it's done as if it's a comic called Spider-Woman, not Spider-Gwen. So that, that name came later. There was also a Spider-Woman comic that would, uh, that I think is going on at the same time as Edge of Spider-Verse number two's uh, uh, sort of release time. At least by the time they start the Spider-Gwen miniseries, actually titled Spider-Gwen, there, there is already the, uh, is it the Hopeless run? Hopeless did?
0: Yeah. Dennis Hopeless? Uh, yeah, Dennis Hopeless wrote, yeah, Spider-Woman.
1: Yeah, so Jessica Drew was already taking that name you know, it's, it's, her, it's her thing. So uh, they, they called it Spider-Gwen in the end. Um, but there's, a, there's definitely a, an alternate reality where the Spider-Gwen comic got called Spider-Woman, uh, which is which is interesting to think about, I guess. Uh, another thing to note about sort of the creation uh, of Spider-Gwen was this was a lot closer to Spider-Gwen, a lot close to Spider-Gwen, a lot close to regular Gwen in Amazing Spider-Man 2 and 1 as portrayed by Emma Stone. Um, and, and when they were coming up with the concept for this, this would have been around the same time that like, I guess, like pure would have been reacting to, or or at least the possibility of of Gwen Stacy dying in in Amazing Spider Man two and that being adapted. And I you know I I know this is as like as a as, as a kid who grew up with like those films and and that being like the 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 most interesting thing about that being Peter and Gwen's relationship being kind of bitter after Amazing Spider Man two that they'd uh, they'd gone and killed off Gwen and then to actually see her get a get a revival, get getting pulled out the fridge, I guess, um and, and and being given a spotlight of her own in this comic series was was really cool. Um, and, uh, definitely is, I, 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 at least would speculate is it is certainly a factor in spider-gwen becoming a thing uh is, is was was the amazing spider-man 2 portrayal of of emma stone's gwen stacy that is
0: and like after that there were like a lot of fans who wanted to like rally around oh get emma stone to play spider-gwen somewhere down the line
1: yeah i i don't know maybe maybe the time's passed on that now um because uh this this gwen is but yeah no that'd be interesting i, I what what sort of live action Adaptations they do, but but it, but it is it is certainly uh, a reaction to um, the, the just the general death of Gwen of Stacy's story. It's 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 a it's a way of looking at that and trying to sort of I guess push forward with with that character in, in a completely new direction with a completely different personality, admittedly.
0: But uh, I I you know I I've lost my train of thought. Um, like yeah, they're trying to point out that like this isn't the same Gwen that you thought you knew.
1: Yeah, it isn't. But but it's certainly. Yeah, it's it's definitely based in some ways on that. Like, I th- I think even she's the same age as what like Gwen six one six would have died at. This Gwen Stacy is is like nineteen, which which is why she's younger than Peter six one six by by such a large margin. Um, when when they do eventually meet. Uh, so that's yeah, it's 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 a it's a response I guess uh, with with a completely fresh take. But yeah, I um i guess i guess we'll wrap up our, our overall opinions on on edge of spider verse number two now i guess i guess we'll do that yeah yeah no i i this comic this is like my favorite my favorite comic issues ever I, I i love it to bits i've i've read and reread it so many times um at this point it's kind of hard to give an objective opinion but um i, I really like how this uh comic does play with like angst uh like the sort of teen angst along with uh the, the themes of trauma and it's got it's got an attempt to be socially conscious in a, in what is a meaningful way to the to the world building of it with uh, with having some different foes and playing around with with uh, different approaches to to the police and, and the state and uh, I, I found that quite interesting. Um, We're going to talk about the character design in a few moments, but the character design in this comic is top notch. Um, I'm not a massive fan of Robbie Rodriguez's um, artwork, but the character designs in in this comic book are solid. All of them look interesting and unique and stand out on this page, and uh, Rico Renzi's colors, of course, um, a, a, a re- really, really excellent. Um, it, it's it's a solid comic, and there's a lot of, uh, I guess, very um, I want to say personable, uh, relatable characterizations to Gwen's character and, and her struggle and and her internal, I guess, push and pull against doing the right thing is, is portrayed in a in a very meaningful way uh, from here as a basis throughout the rest of her run, um, and and that's really fun.
0: So, like, when this was like first announced, like seven years ago. Yeah, back in 2014, like, I was immediately, like, hooked on it because, like, uh, for once, like, we all knew, like, Gwen Stacy, like, as, like, uh, the girl who, like, Peter's first love who was tragically killed by having her neck snapped while being dropped on the bridge. And, like, I always liked the concept of uh, of what if because, yeah, like, there are different points in uh, stories that could be, like, oh, like, uh, what if this thing had been done differently or, like, uh, yeah, something like that. So when I first uh, heard the announcement that this is the uh, Gwen... What if Gwen Stacy was the one bitten by the radioactive spider? Yeah, I knew, like, uh, this was going to be leading into something good. Yeah,
1: no, it's it's a... It's, exactly, it's a really solid premise. And I think the reason that this got picked up where, you know, other... Because there's some good issues in this anthology that I like from, from Edge of Spider-Verse. But the reason this one picks up is it feels like... It, it's this really interesting concept like the premise itself is so strong it carries through this issue and it, and it doesn't feel like it's it's just this one shot it feels like it's picking up a story and it's going in a direction with with characters that are making meaningful choices with with agendas of their own uh even though it is just a single issue and at this point in time they, they, they wouldn't they wouldn't have expected mini series i can't imagine because like what uh, really sold it was the costume for sure for sure and uh that that that's, that's a good segue that's a really great segue because we're going to talk about spider gwen's design uh as well um because it it wasn't always going to look like that it was it was going to look real different originally because uh because dan slot had different plans
0: yeah like dan slot's like initial design for spider gwen was like um wearing something similar to her death clothes except like along with that green trench coat like it was it was going to be like red and blue with web patterns and she would also have to wear a half mask yeah um yeah no i'm i'm not i'm not a huge fan of like overly glorifying the
1: death of gwen stacy outfit i mean they do use it a little bit in some of the designs in this like in her casual clothes gwen is wearing like what is a short of Version of that, but to actually make that her superhero outfit would just—I don't know—I just feel wrong, I guess. But like that concept never got through, did it? Like it never, it never got through to the like to the art. Robbie moment.
0: had his own ideas. Yeah,
1: and and by the time that that Slot got around to realizing that this had sort of happened um and to communicate his plans it was it was already too late i guess for the better like this is the best like i love this character design it is it is so cool um although i want to clarify one point like she's not wearing ballet flats like at all like there's there's that they're, they're, they're like Chuck Taylor style shoes like that that's that's more of the subculture I guess that that Gwen lives in is 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 more um that that I, I guess like she's in this indie rock band and she wears like converse Chuck Taylor's in fact there's um there's even a line in this where she goes kiss the converse when she kicks a guy like um' uh yeah, it's it comes up, and you can sort of see the outline of them through her shoes. Like there's like like the high tops. Like you can see it through the clothing. The way that Rodriguez draws clothing on characters, he he does lots of creases and stuff. It's not very um height to the character's figure. So you can you can sometimes see like he'll draw the outline of um of the Converse Chuck Taylor uh beneath. To like the leggings but yeah no i, I think that's a cool I, I prefer that as a characterization to gwen also being a ballerina um no
0: that's not her character I, at all
1: no no it's not it's not um i've, I've, I've probably ranted about that too much at the internet to be honest um already but yeah uh what was it? I, I i i'll quote one of the creators where he said the conversion to Chucks. Uh, speaking of a change that was made, they, they changed change into chucks, it was all Robbie, and perhaps the best character builder for her and their impression of her early on. So it it yeah no, I think it, it fits it fits with Gwen's vibe. It really does. Um, and another unique thing about um, Gwen's outfit is uh, she she doesn't have a spider motif, like she doesn't have like a like a like a logo of a spider on her outfit as such. Um, what she's got is like an all black design from the legs to about the middle of her torso and then what they've done is they've like splashed white on it in such a way where they're like almost using negative spacing to create what looks like a spider has been pulled over the top of what would an otherwise be black outfit so like if you looked at it from the top almost it would look like there is a spider on it um, like you can see the legs almost wrapping around the 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 costume Uh, there's a a couple of extra stripes of white at the hips i guess
0: yeah and uh, another selling point for her costume was like adding the hoodie to it because that's something that the other spiders like uh, don't have like with their costumes i think the last person who had like a hoodie or some sort of semblance to a hoodie was ben riley like his first scarlet spider outfit but yeah he was long gone like when she was conceived. Yeah,
1: no, I I do think they were Ben Riley fanboys. I think they're from that generation. But I I think the hoodie really works because that's more of a yeah, you know, it's definitely relatable compared to like I I guess just all spandex for for the for the average person. I, I do think they were perhaps maybe trying to communicate something more with the hoodie. Um, oh yeah, here we go. Here's the quote: the hoodie was a possibly misguided attempt to speak to how clothes don't make someone a criminal. And yeah, they did they did take it from Scarlet Spider, and it's also a good way to sort of. Communicate the way you know when she like broods, that will like pull the hood over her more. I guess because she she does a lot of brooding in, in this comic series. She's yeah, a but yeah. But
0: yeah. what I love about her hoodie is that like it seems to defy gravity. Like you'll notice that when she swings, like her hoodie is never shown pulled back. It,
1: it, sometimes it's a little bit. They'll do it a little bit. They'll have it. But yeah, but yeah, I hear that. I hear that. I I really like the hoodie. I think it's a cool look. Um, but yeah, it's uh certainly. It, she she sort of has uh it's it's iconic it's 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 amazing I love it um I do um there was another thing about webbing as well uh, because uh, I don't know if, if Robbie Rodriguez uh, perhaps struggles a bit with with burnout and stuff but like he really didn't want to do webbing on this outfit like because it takes time and he didn't want to do twenty two pages of this spider person webbing so a lot of uh, the initial concept art has no webbing and the webbing that did end up on the character was a compromise uh, with the editors. To have some webbing on on the carrots, just unlike the inside of the hood and on the underarms. Um, it also brought in some purple as well, um, and the purple that was also um, a choice, at, like similar to the hoodie, like to to sort of because purple is often associated with like like bad guys, like villains in comic books, and um, it you, you know I, I think it does often get misinterpreted as as a pink, it's like a fuchsia pink by some colorists, but if you look at this comic, if you look at any other. Solo title with Spider Gwen, I guess. Um, that's been colored and they've only had like two colorists, I think, over like her whole runs. Uh, it's it's just Ian Herring and Rico Renzi that have have really had the proper opportunity to color her. Um, and her comics is it is it is a purple. It's it's sort of like a deep sort of. I guess there is a, some tones of pink in there, but it's purple, and and that's to sort of evoke that idea of a of a villain. Um, and that and having her like a hoodie, uh, and and sort of fighting the police, I guess. It, it it sort of adds to that i guess that that tone where she she could be perceived as a villain um this um by by people at, at large maybe when uh, when they sort of stick stereotype looking at her um at, at her appearance here um another thing was uh, was cosplays we got we got we got a shout out to the cosplayers, I guess.
0: Yeah, like because uh, like once her costume and the uh, first issue was released, like there were many people like at conventions popularizing her design.
1: Yeah, yeah, they 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 made that hype. Like they, yeah, like is I I'm not would they would it have been as successful without without all those cosplays? Like the some of this was. Released in like
0: I feel like that was like a factor in um getting her mini and then her ongoing but like yeah I think demand from the fans and like showing their support for Spider Gwen like at the time yeah it was like a huge factor in popularizing her yeah and um I, I guess it sort of
1: took off with that idea of just like inserting Gwen Stacy into random characters um like they had all these variant covers as well uh that they 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 just put like a gwen version of of a of a character from the comic uh, including deadpool uh which led to gwenpool uh which led to a completely different character that is not gwen stacy so yeah that that's that gwen gwenpool owes its existence to spider gwen which owes its existence to dan slot doing a spider verse event it's all very elaborate it's all connected nothing isn't related but yeah um, but yeah that's 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 that our podcast Are there any any other thoughts about about what we
0: spoke about today you want to touch on or um, no i think we uh pretty much uh yeah i think we pretty much uh like covered the whole edge of spider-verse number two nice yeah
1: I, uh, it was good i enjoyed that I, th- I think i think we'll get better over time but uh yeah so next week um we're going to be doing the first series with we're going in the spider-gwen 2015 miniseries uh it is sometimes collected as uh as like a like i've got uh, an omnibus here where it's like spider gwen 1 1- 1a to 5a and then it's spider gwen 1b because like the they launched the ongoing in 2015 as well, so and they also lo- named that Spider Gwen, so it it got it got a bit mixed up. But the the trade is called Most Wanted question uh, mark, and it's usually collected in the number zero. So it, 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 you want to look for that trade. We'll put links to it uh, in the description, uh, along with that same reading list, um, uh, you know, comicsology as well. So you know what it looks like, and you know where to buy it. it should shouldn't be too difficult. Um, and um, yeah, so please, you know, give that mini series a read. Uh, and send your thoughts and opinions, what we'll do is next week when we have our bit where we talk about what we think of the comic book, we'll be able to read off what people thought about it or questions, things they found interesting. And that way it's sort of like we're all reading it together. We're going through all of Gwen's comics because we're not just going to stop at the miniseries. We're going to do the ongoing. We're going to do Spider-Women. We're going to do Gwen and we're going to we're going to we're going to do the full run. And then we'll move into Maguire's era of comics. We'll do we'll do all the Spider Gwen Ghost Spider comics, and uh, we'll, we'll get to see the journey of this character. Because one of the really cool things I've always found about Gwen's story is how each arc does feel impactful. Like you do feel like this character is developing and changing and evolving, and there's a new status quo uh, all the time that that makes it compelling in that regard so so we'll be able to sort of react to all that together which will be cool we'll, we've got a email uh and twitter we'll put those in the description but that's Groupies at gmail.com and at gsgroupies so uh send us an email or we'll tweeters. um but yeah th- thanks thanks it's been good it's been good i've got a good feeling about this
0: if anyone on um, the Spider Office editorial is listening, revive Go Spider. Yeah,
1: yeah. If if,
0: if they ever listen, if
1: one of the yeah, because we're, we're going to be that big, we're going to have people from Spidey Office listening to us. But yeah, we we, we we're, we're also we're also making this uh, right now. We don't know if there's gonna be a new Gwen comic, so um, we've got a schedule in mind and what we want to do. But it, it might might come to the point where it gets the end of that. We don't have any new Ghost Spider comics to review at the end of it because there's none coming out right now. And we really, really do want there to be a new Spider Gwen comic. So um, yeah, that that would that would make our, our day come true. And we will we will do news on this as well. Next week we'll talk a little bit about um, some vaguely Spider Gwen related news. Um, that that we want to uh, perhaps cover a bit more in the future. Um, But yeah, yeah. thanks for listening, everybody. It catches next week. We're going to be doing first Spider-Gwen miniseries. I'm looking forward to it. All right, I've been Kurt.
0: And I'm Abigail. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. Bye. Bye.